0: Catherine, I'm so glad we are here to talk about transitions and transformation.
1: Good morning to you too. Yes, this is going to be a great conversation.
0: Well, I think we both have quite a bit to say. And I wondered if you would like to start with some of the big transitions that were surprising or not so surprising transformations in your life.
1: Well, absolutely. Um, As we think about our work, our work life, and how it is integrated with our whole life. Um, That's kind of what you and I are all about these days, right? Uh, When I think about my own uh, career and work arc, um, it's got several transition points to it. Um, Way back in the beginning, uh, when I was in college, I was supporting myself through playing music almost full-time and that was back in a time when you could actually do that in the 1970s um, after a few years of doing that and figuring out that my own um, personal musical gifts were not compatible with it with a traditional pop music career um, I I became, as you put it a few minutes ago, I became an accidental advertiser. I needed a full time job and I had skills in uh in writing and I could type like the wind and so I accidentally got a job in an advertising agency, and there were a bunch of wildly creative people there and it was it was just a it was a great environment to be around creative people and an exciting time. And I ended up staying for uh, 20 years, basically. <laughs> Not at that one agency. I worked a lot of different places, but um, advertising was a was a great career for me to express creativity. I got to write jingles and, and film scores and um, do a lot of other things that were creative and have great client relationships. And it was very cl- exciting. Um, but by the end of around 20 years, um, I'd gotten to the point where I wasn't as engaged with the the subject matter of what I was doing anymore. And I really, I was leading a team by that time. And I was far more interested in the people aspects of what I was doing and what it took to lead those, those teams effectively and help those people on my team develop their own um, aspirations and dreams and supporting them. So my next transition was very organic into becoming a recruiter and helping people and jobs get matched effectively. And I did that for about 20 years and uh, ended up placing, I did the math one time and figured out I had united over 500 people with their jobs. It was was really a, a highly satisfying uh, career During that time, I started to begin taking coaching training uh, because I was aware that in times of recession, I needed to be able to help people when there actually weren't any jobs to fill. Um, so this has been kind of my latest transition over the last several years is to move full time into career coaching. And that has been highly satisfying. And what a what a thrill to be able to join you now in this new transition for me of being able to help lead your right livelihood in kind of a new mode for me to to be able to help people in this discovery path of what is their right work.
0: Oh, and I'm so glad that you're leading this with me because you bring to this decades of working across various industries and with people i love the way you put it uniting people with the jobs that are right for them and really looking at the big picture behind that and for me some of it was accidental and some of it was surprising and um i would say a lot of my biggest transitions caught me off guard when i decided to go back to grad school to get my master's and then the phd in literature and poetry i was there because i was a poet and that was my guiding source and i tried very hard to become a teaching assistant a ta as a way to support my habit but when i first walked into a classroom and started teaching it was kind of like a lightning bolt moment when I realized how much I love doing this, how much I love talking about writing and learning with students. And I discovered to my surprise that I had a twin calling, teaching along with poetry. And that morphed in all kinds of ways. And then 33 years later, maybe even a bigger surprise was how I decided to leave academia, I had been teaching for 23 years at Goddard College in Vermont, a low residency program. So I lived in Kansas, but went there for about 10 days every six months, and then worked in a very intensive way with students, basically coaching them one-on-one in their master's study projects. And I had been getting sicker and sicker as time went on. And I also just started sensing that there was other work that I needed to embrace more. I had kept my Goddard position to a little over half time on purpose because I loved doing workshops in the community, readings, classes, collaborative projects, and the like. And I wanted to have that freedom to freelance half my income. And then sometime in 2018, the dream started. I had dream after dream, night after night, that told me I was leaving Goddard. I was on leave at, the first, at that time. It was my first time taking a semester off in 33 years. And uh, I desperately needed that break. But I was really shocked that my dreams kept showing me leaving academia I even had one dream where I was following retired faculty into the woods down a path while waving <laughs> goodbye to the faculty still there, or sitting on one side of a picnic table with a retired faculty while the active faculty were on the other side. I mean, they were very blatant, hit you over the head dreams, and then I'd wake up and say, no, I can't leave. I love this. This is <laughs> work. And then I would have say, wait a minute, is that still true? and even developing Your Right Livelihood, which had called to me for decades to develop, that coalesced, and I made a decision that utterly shocked me to my bones to leave academia.
1: Oh, that must have been just a a seismic shift for you.
0: It actually was, and thank God I had a good therapist and a lot of friends and my husband and a lot of time outside to kind of help me. Help me shimmy into that and into the new the new land where I landed which is the same land where I was so yeah so we both have worked quite a bit with others making transitions
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I would love to hear some stories of people you've helped guide
1: well I've I've been uh, so fortunate in my my coaching career Uh, and adventures working with others to work with a lot of really creative people Um, My my sweet spot in recruiting has always been working with Jobs and people in marketing communications and and creative Endeavors, although I've worked with a lot of other people too. I've worked with an architect and a nurse and um, uh, People transitioning out of the military Uh, so I've been been blessed with a, a whole Uh, range of uh, skills that people have and as you know Karen we've talked a lot about this I I just have a really strong core belief in the the sacred nature of our work our Mm -hmm. work is the offering that we have of value to the world um, no matter what the scope of that um, it's, it's like the pebble in the pond and the ripples that it makes. Um, the, the things that we do in our work uh, always have repercussions far beyond uh, what we imagine, not just what we're doing, but how we're doing it. Um, and I've been, I've been so blessed to work with a lot of really, really creative people over the years One comes to mind that is in the middle of a transition right now um, That she's just doing, you know, great heroic work um, Moving herself from a career that she's been in for 40 years in graphic design uh, And as she uh, inches toward retirement She's thinking about how how can I still? stay involved in the art that I love, but do something in a different way. Um, and who, who, can I, who can I serve with my artistic gifts? And what she's arrived at is, um, a, uh, she's taken a training and a certification in being able to do art workshops uh, for people in a variety of settings. And it could be social services settings, or it could be private industry settings, or in her case, what she's she's in a discovery phase right now to kind of find out who might who might want this, who might be interested in me providing this art workshop service, um, and she is is ending up working with a community of churches um, to to launch this. Um, workshop practice that she's going to have and that may expand out from there but um she's she's just winding up this really exciting discovery phase and she's she's very pumped about the enthusiasm that she's finding and um laying her plans in place to launch this in 2022 so it's been super fun to to watch her developing this concept and really putting some some structure to it. Um, and there's another uh, person that I've worked with recently who's transitioning out of a corporate career, um, not by choice. You know, Karen, we, you and I have talked about this a lot. There's been an enormous amount of job loss and job transition over this last year. And a lot, this has been a tremendous opportunity for people to take stock and, and sort of reevaluate what's really important to me. What work do I want to be doing? Um, if I'm going to make a choice about how I'm spending my time, what, what are the mindful choices that I wanna make now? So this particular client has discovered a gift that she has that was previously sort of, you know, like her light under a bushel. She spent many years as a project manager in uh, corporate uh, environments, and a lot of those projects had to do with technical um, aspects, some some IT, um, uh, but a, a lot of projects on a large scale, um, and, and those were the gifts that she was using at that time point, um, were all of those organization skills, but in the final reorganization that she experienced on the corporate side, she got some content creation lumped into her job, and she had some writing responsibilities for the first time, and she was creating content in the form of customer story, and it turned out she was so good at it that those customer stories that she was was creating through her own writing skills were were just leapfrogging to the the top of you know the the search aspects of the of what the company was doing and and were such so well written that they were getting nationally published and um so she discovered, wow, this is I can do this i can I can create content. I can tell people's stories in a compelling way. So she's exploring now whether she would like to do this on her own and give some structure to that or whether she would like to find another traditional job uh as a now as a writer, which is a very different thing from what she's been doing the rest of her career and it's really exciting to um you know to just feel her light up with this.
0: Well, that sounds marvelous. And I have three examples from the You're Right Livelihood class and retreats over the years. One was a woman um, named Diane Glass in Des Moines, Iowa, and I I have permission to share her name. And she put out a wonderful book of poetry called The Heart Hungers for Wildness. And how this happened is that she came to the Right Livelihood class looking to set up her retirement career, what she would do after working for numerous years as a spiritual advisor. And after before that, a career as a journalist and editor. And she thought she would be facilitating workshops in her community and helping people bring writing and spirituality together But in the course of the class, she realized that, no, what she really wants to do is explore poetry. She really wants to grow the poet that's always been inside her. So we worked for quite a while through coaching to help her learn even more about the craft of poetry and produce this marvelous book, which she set out into the world about a year ago and, you know. Books of poems don't often sell like hotcakes, but this one has. Oh, and she's just so thrilled and feels like this is exactly where she's supposed to be. It also came out of writing she was doing as part of her legacy to leave to her grandchildren. And the book of poems tells a lot about her story, her future generations, as well as the wildness and wilderness and living earth that inspire her so. Another person is a woman named Leslie Dobis. And Leslie is a massage therapist who realized, like many people who do this for a living, that as you do this for many, many years and get older and older, it may be very hard on your body. And she was trying to figure out what next was for her. She's a writer and she is a storyteller. And what came to her over time is that she felt called to be a financial coach. Her dad, whose name is Bob, taught her a lot about how to live reasonably within your means, but also live in a way where you can be comfortable, maybe travel, do some special things, and not fall into a vat of anxiety when you have a big repair or unexpected expense. And so she launched Bob's Money Mojo, and she will be doing classes and coaching and helping people repair their relationship with money, helping them better align them, their dreams, their goals, the way they live now with what they do in the world and how all of this can coalesce to their benefit. And the third person is um, a wonderful man in Toronto named Mukin, who is in transition from working in IT for many years. For quite a long time, he has been studying and practicing mindfulness meditation, coaching, workshop facilitation. And a lot of it also circles around emotional resilience and emotional intelligence. And he is now well down the path to developing a retirement career that focuses on what he's most passionate about, mindfulness and resilience, and how to be more at home in yourself and in the world. And he will be offering and is already actually offering classes, workshops, coaching, and consulting. And so these are all people who followed the line of what they loved. And this is what it it led them to, which kind of leads us to our upcoming class next January. And
1: yes, very excited about uh, your right livelihood, the 2022 edition, right? um we're going to start in late january and it's been very exciting to dive into this this body of work that um Karen you had already created with Laura Packer and I'm just I'm thrilled to be able to partake in it now and and um you know help help add whatever value that I can as we've been looking at what it is that we would like to offer to people. Um, we've been thinking a lot about, you know, how can, how can we meet people where they are? Uh, how can we structure a lot of valuable uh, content and interaction so that people can get exactly what they need wherever they are on their journey to find their right livelihood for where they are in their path so our current um, structure is going to be an online class of eight weeks in length starting in late January I believe it's January 23rd going through March 19th and this will be a, a zoom class on Sunday evenings and we will also have an online community so there's lots of interaction uh, one of the things that is notable from Karen and also from people who've been through your right livelihood in the past is the formation of community in this experience is is really central uh, to what happens here. You will meet some wonderful people and there are uh, there are great friendships that evolve out of this experience. We've crafted the content. Of this class your right livelihood to be able to take you all the way from examining what you believe your callings and your gifts are what value and meaning do we put in our work how do we imagine what work we want to be doing and how we would like that to be in our lives what does that look like how do we create a journey to get there, because we're very mindful of wanting to give people an experience of having action steps and being being able to get into action, looking at what is the what is it what kind of an experience do you want people to have with your work? What do you want to be able to deliver to them? What will be the actual structure of what you offer to them? What are the business aspects of that? How do you want to communicate that offering, whether it's a service, whether it's art, whether it is uh, a a more business-related offering? How do you language that and communicate that to people? How do you find your audience? How do you attract the right people to you? How do you actually market your work, your art, or your service. And it's not a dirty word. Marketing is actually an offering to people. Um, and then how do you form your own community around your work, which is what after all will carry you forward. Um, along the way, not only will you have um, a, an abundance of content That people will receive each week um, through the class and the community. Um, But uh, people, participants will also have an opportunity to put together a portfolio of the elements that will carry them forward beyond the class. Uh, All the elements of their expression, their brand, uh, how they will collaborate with others, their the, the format of their business plan? Uh, will they be doing proposals? What will their communications look like? Um, and all of those elements coming together in a portfolio so that people are, are ready to move forward into the world with their work.
0: Well, I think it's going to be a marvelous class, and I'm so grateful for your great vision in helping us revamp it and integrate all of these pieces together more and after the class april 1st through 3rd 2022 we're going to have a retreat that people can come to whether they've taken the class or not whether they've been in previous right livelihood trainings or not and it's a retreat to really help all of us take refuge from our work-a-day world and discover more on about what is knocking on our life's work right now and how do we welcome that in and put it into action unity village where we are having this retreat is a stunning incredible place to be we also have booked rooms in one of the nation's first green hotels located right on the grounds It's a place full of fountains and gardens and Mediterranean architecture, and a lot of open space and trails to replenish yourself. So look at how to put together seasonal planning for the next year to help people realize more of their dreams while also paying attention to self-care and company along the way. And so that retreat will be in person, And it complements beautifully the class which people can do from anywhere in the world. So beyond that, we invite anybody listening to this who feels that anything we said resonates with you to check out our website, yourrightlivelihood.com. And we'll also have that with this podcast for you to click on. And to set up a discovery call to find out more of what this is and feel out and explore whether this is a good match for you at this time.
1: Well, I am very excited to start to talk to people about this class. Um, as I say, in my work in coaching, I am finding that more and more people are ready to um, set their own goals and set their own path. Uh, rather than kind of let the world act upon them, if it as as it were, um, and people are very um, very mindful at this point in time about what you know how they how they want to be spending the, the time in their lives, and uh, so I'm very excited to talk to people about um, what this experience might might bring to them. Thank
0: you so much. And thanks so much for diving on in here. And I'd like to end with something you said earlier. Our work is the offering we have of value
1: to the world.
0: Beautifully put, Catherine, and I will see you on the flip side of this podcast.
1: Thank you, Karen. Great to be with you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.